Welcome to the Be Ruthless Show, where we have the conversations that other people don't, the conversations that other people won't. I'm your host, Sam Ruth, and I'm ready to make a lot of noise and disrupt things ruthlessly. Thanks for being here today. Now let's get to it. Welcome back to the Be Ruthless Show. I'm your host, Sam Ruth, and joining me today is Jen Adamson, an executive level mindset and manifestation coach, number one international best-selling author, registered nurse, and soon to be featured speaker at TEDx Huntington Beach this fall. Prior to coaching, Jen consulted Fortune 500 companies, but after, is that an eight or a five years of climbing the corporate ladder, Jen felt the pull to pivot and align into her purpose. Today, she specializes in empowering leaders to access their flow so they can live an abundant, innovative, and joyful life without the hustle. <laughs> Thank you so much for being here. Oh my gosh, it's my pleasure. Thank you for having me here today, Samantha. Is it an eight or a five? We need to know. Oh, it's an eight. Okay. <laughs> Can't give the wrong information. <laughs> it is an eight. Yes, it is an eight. Almost a decade. Yeah. Much of my when when is TEDx? This is fascinating. Yeah, so it's so exciting. It is September 23rd of this year, so it is literally about six weeks away. I, I it's starting to sink in. It hasn't quite sunk in. I'm doing. Um, I decided to invest in myself, and I'm going to my first speaking coach session today. I have the whole talk memorized, but I was like, you know what? This is this is a big deal. I'm gonna invest in myself and take this leap of faith. So she's going to help me with more of the delivery. I'm so excited to see what she has in store. Yes. It's so funny that you just said that to anybody in our speaker community from the event I was just at. I talked about investing in myself. Mm -hmm. My good friend's talk was about leaps of faith. Like these are important things to do. Big time. Big Huge. Time. So I, you had shared, I'm big into manifestation, big into quantum physics, the science, the energy of everything neuroscience, the mind and how it operates. But one of the biggest and quickest ways that we get to our goals is by embodying the very qualities that we envision our best version of ourselves already having. So the best version of ourselves knows their worth, has a lot of self-love and knows what they're worthy of and that they're worthy of receiving support and help and being a well-resourced adult. So I have to practice what I preach and coaching my clients I love because in a way they hold me accountable to teaching and to actually applying the very things that I teach and coach them. And that was a, when I learned that embodying the qualities of my highest best version is one of the quickest ways to elevate your frequency it's amazing. Every time I invest in myself, it always comes back tenfold. And I see this with my clients too. It's so true. But so many people feel like they have to save or they have to earn it or that like they have to wait and, and they don't understand why or how that continues the roadblocks and the limits. So let's go, let's go into that. I love this. Oh my gosh, this is getting so juicy. So this is so funny. This just happened to me this morning. My own coach had to remind me, let it be easy, Jen, let it be easy. So there is something that happened and I manifested it and it came really quickly and it came exactly on point, 
exactly the way I asked it for asked for it to be and quicker than I expected it. And then here I am because I'm human. Okay. I am not, I am not, I am not perfect. I am not, even though I'm a coach, I'm still human and I still go through my own limitations. My coach had to coach me on Jen. This is exactly what you asked. Let yourself receive the gift of this. And what happens is that our ego, so I just had this conversation a few minutes ago with someone. We, when we're young, we are given certain belief systems, thoughts, frames of work that we, that we operate in that are oftentimes not even our own to begin with. So if we have a disempowering belief or story about money, if we don't allow ourselves to bring that to the surface, clear it out and reframe, we'll continue to repeat the same cycles in our life with that match and are in alignment to that disempowering story of money. And it wasn't until, because I grew up, I grew up with um, very poor. I grew up by a single mom who was hustling to make ends meet. She's amazing. I love her. I'm so proud of her. She's come a long way. But at seven years old, I had a, I have a memory, a childhood memory of us getting an eviction notice. And believing because of that, my mom did, excuse me, my mom did a wonderful job of keeping things calm in the household, but I could sense that she was stressed out. And of course, as a kid, your subconscious mind is wide open and you're a sponge and you're taking all of this information in. So to me, the belief that I created about money was that you have to work really, really, really hard, like backbreaking hard, like sacrifice everything to make a few bucks and that it can go in an instant. So I see that a lot of these beliefs are what are held among the collective. And these are these disempowering beliefs that you have to work very hard to make a lot of money or to make any sort of an income and that you better hold on to it really tight too because you never know because it's going to go in an instant. But what I teach my clients is that Everything is energy. Everything is energy. Our thoughts, our feelings, our emotions. I take this pen right here, this pen. Everything is made at its most basic component out of atoms. And atoms are vibrating. They're moving and they're emitting a vibration. And that vibration has a resonance. And based on what that resonance is, it attracts more of similar energy. So if we're continuously operating from this mindset of, I have to hoard my money. I have to cling on to my money. I have to, I have to grasp onto my money because I never know there might be a rainy day. We're already creating a self-fulfilling prophecy. It is often, I did this too. It's often the times where I see clients where, okay, oh my gosh, I have to save this amount of money because my car is going to break down. Cause what if my car breaks down? And then a week later it breaks down. But if we can start looking at our money as a loving partner, as someone who is in relationship that we can trust that we know is a renewable resource, that we know that when we put money and when we let go of money, because money is meant to flow, it's meant to be released and received, that when we can let it go, we're sending a very powerful message out into the universe that we believe and trust that it's going to come back to us. Yeah. Listening up, people, right? <laughs> and there are, so, there are people who... Um, will stack up on things. Yes. 
Yes. And you have to ask yourself, where is that coming from? Now, I am not against feeling prepared. I'm not against never saying don't ever diversify your investment portfolio. Don't invest. Don't go into retirement. No, I'm all for that. That's it. I love investing. I have an amazing investment portfolio, an amazing retirement portfolio. It's not about that. There is, there is, yes, an importance of feeling prepared, but at what point are you crossing the threshold from preparation into fear, right? There's a, there's a different energy in which we trust versus when we fear. If we're fearful, we're emitting that energy out. Emotions are energy in motion. So we are just then emitting more of that fearful energy out, which is going to bring us back similar like experiences, people, situations that match that energy. But if you can invest with this more of, I trust, I know that the stock market might not be good now, but it's going to go back up because it always does. I can, I know that when I let money go, it comes back to me. Let's take it back to its most basic thing too. You right now are listening with a laptop or a computer. You used money to pay for that. If you look at, are your bills paid? Yeah, maybe you only have two bucks in the bank account right now, but are they paid? Has money always been there for you? Has it shown up? Have you been able to to make it through up to this point? Maybe not well yet, but you can change that. And that takes time and it takes wiring our belief systems and wiring the new neural pathways in our brain. But overall, you're here watching the show right now. I think it's safe to say that money has been a supportive ally in your life. And so it's time for you to start understanding how you might be viewing money. And I love that we said $2, right? Like wow. even just saying, you know, I'm going to put a quarter towards, or, you know, what work with whatever, whatever you have. Yes. So yes, absolutely. It's always that is it, are you coming from a place and energy of enoughness or never enough? And so, for example, this is something I teach my clients on. If you are walking past a penny in the parking lot, stop, pick it up and give thanks because it's, a, it's, it's money. We can't expect, if we can't appreciate the little things, how can we appreciate the bigger things that we desire? Money is money is money is money. So I like to use this analogy. I'm in my soulmate love relationship with my partner. We've been together for two years. My boyfriend, I love him. I love him when he's dressed up to the nines and we're going to go out on a really nice date. And I love him when he's in his sweatpants watching TV. I love my boyfriend in all forms. I don't say I love him more when he's dressed up and less when he's dressed down. No, I love him. It's the same with money. Money just wants to know it's being appreciated by you. That's the best analogy (laughs) ever. If you can't appreciate that penny, then when you wonder why we're not getting the hundred bucks, the thousand bucks, the million bucks, well, we have to start with the small things. We have to, we must appreciate money in all of its forms and all of its ways. Did your friend buy you coffee today? Hey, that's another uh, another opportunity to appreciate how money has shown up for you. Always money wants to be appreciated. So let's look if you're in business and you're wanting a higher paying client, but you get a very low paying, like let's apply this to any of health. Appreciate it. 
we any we can put this into any other context as well. Yes. Appreciate it. Appreciate it. Appreciate it. And keep in mind that if you, the more, so this is, I love that you shared that Samantha, because when I first started my coaching business, um, <clears throat> I, I, I was in a similar boat, right? Cause I mentioned, I have my own limitations. Every time I reach a new level, I have still, I, I still have my triggers with money. Okay. So it's not to say that once you do this once you're one and done and you're never, and you're finished, this is an ongoing process. And it's actually a really beautiful sign of growth and evolution, because if you take like the example of the spiral staircase, you go up, it's a new level, same devil is what my coach says sometimes. So it's a new level, which shows you and indicates that you are growing similar story, right? So you get to peel back the layers again. So when I first started my coaching business, yeah, I I had, I was in a similar situation where I had really manifested and worked and had my first high client pain ticket or high, high ticket client. And I was super excited, but then I started to be like, okay, I want more. I want more. I want more. I want more. And I wasn't appreciating where the clients were trickling in on different levels. So for a moment there, there was a lull in my business until I had to realize oh, wait, hold on a second. I'm not appreciating and giving gratitude for the way that money is showing up in my life. If you compare yourself a year ago, am I, am I, am I doing better? Am I making progress? Yes. Take that. Run with it. Celebrate it. We are so hard on ourselves. We put so much pressure on ourselves. We judge ourselves when we don't meet up to sometimes our really high expectations. We have to take it back to this present moment. That's the only way because I was in corporate for many years, eight years, as we all know now, and I was running up that corporate ladder. I was hustling my way to the top. I was creating this magic in my life. I was manifesting so much success and wealth, but I wasn't appreciating it. I wasn't appreciating it. So then I was re I really burned myself out as a result. We have to learn how to take things back to this present moment and find the goodness, find the beauty, find the successes, find the wins take them, run with them and learn from the other areas. When we learn to embody and adopt the philosophy that life is happening for us, not against us, that's when magic really happens. When we're willing to learn our lessons, really learn those lessons, take them, carry them forward. That's when all this magic gets to happen as a result. Let's go with that. Right. So, um, my, my coach mentor, I recently asked, do you, do you have a bad mood? Do you swear? Like, please tell me that you have 30 seconds of it and then you go into the work and reset, right? <laughs> she, I haven't seen it. But while I was in Philly, Jersey, I don't understand it. <laughs> I was in New Jersey. I got the notification that my flight was canceled. It, it was probably about three minutes. Yeah. I had to go through the detail. Are my dogs okay? I have mm -hmm. to let my clients know what's happening. But then yes. I was like, all right, let's go to the beach. Yes. <laughs> like, yes. Show me the beach. Let's take advantage of this day. There are so many things that took place on Monday that would not have occurred, would not have occurred. People I would not yeah. have met, things for the business 
that wouldn't have happened. Yep. And about an hour into it, my friend said, you really turned that quickly. Like you, that was fast. And mm -hmm. I said, you know, the details, my brain, like my dogs are, my dog's going to be okay. Yes. But then once I knew the details were taken care of, I have an entire day on vacation at this point. What am I, you know, show me, show me around. I love it. And and then you had this magical day, right? I really, yeah. Full of synchronicities, full of alignment. Yeah. So it's so easy to take that. And I, I'm like, I'm really admire and respect because I think sometimes I still get triggered when there's a delay in my flight. So I'm going to take a lesson or two from you right now because that is so amazing. But it is very true. It's about our ability to let go of the stories that we're telling ourselves, right? Those narratives come back to this moment here right now and access more of our pragmatic, logical side of our brain and say, okay, what do I need to take care of right now? And you did it. You did exactly that. You're like, I just need to let my clients know. I need to let, um, I need to make sure my, my dogs are okay. Okay. Check. Now, is this something you can control? No, you cannot control the outcome of you cannot as much as, you know, as much as we'd like to think there's a lot outside of us that we cannot con can control. Control is a bit of an illusion. And so what we can control is our response to it. And this is like, this is the alchemizing or the transforming of an energy. If you take, again, going back to quantum physics, energy cannot be created nor destroyed, but it can be changed. So that's exactly what you did. You changed something that could have been shit and you turned it into something that was gold as a result. And I'm exhausted. Like my week is, you know, I mean, there are a million things. However, I believe it's being for me. Like you said, this, the people I met, the things that took place, like, I don't know what it's leading to. I won't know yet. Exactly. But it would not have happened if I was sitting on that plane. Exactly. Exactly. And I love that you said too, I don't know what is going to happen from this, but I know that seeds were planted and those seeds were potent and powerful because in business and life, we, our ego loves and thrives in the familiar, the familiar, but we can't predict the future. We can have ideas. We can have gut feelings. We can have our intuition, but overall, there's a little, there's very little we can do to actually control the future except for how we respond. And I love that because you're like, I know something was created and I know something will come. I have planted seeds from 10 years ago that are coming up now. I've planted seeds that came, a, that were planted a year ago that are coming full circle. And when we trust and we imagine ourselves doing that and sprinkling all this beautiful goodness, right? And creating these gorgeous connections and having these amazing conversations and co-creating some really beautiful things as a result of it, we can trust that our garden will flourish. There are different stages to gardening, but it will flourish. Nonetheless, it is inevitable. I'm, I'm loving this. Not at all what I expected us to be talking about. I call <laughs> this episode the white coat. Because isn't that what, is that what your TED talk is called? It is. Yes. It is. Uh, yes. Our, when we, when we originally connected, our talk was so powerful. So I do want to talk a little bit about that and um, why, why it's called the white coat and a little yeah. bit of that side of your, your business, your life, because it's powerful. 
Thank you. Yeah. And, and since we're on the topic of planting seeds, the TEDx talk that will be coming out in six weeks, that will be, that will be live that I'll be giving was from seeds that I planted a little over a year ago. So just as more evidence and to just drive the point home to anyone who's listening and watching how important this is and how important our energy is and our intention behind everything that we do and in making sure that we're, we're in alignment to our core values, because this is so important because sometimes we get the, sometimes it cut, sometimes it happens quick. And then sometimes it takes time and we have to just trust the timing of everything. So, yeah. So my talk is titled harnessing the super, your superpower to make tough decisions. And I'll share a little bit about it, but yes, I use the angle of the white coat. So I am a registered nurse, very part-time. I work a few shifts a month and I will always will because nursing is just part of who I am and what I do and how I'm here to serve. And <clears throat> this idea was brewing. Well, I'll take you back from 2011 when I watched my first TED talk. I said, I'm going to do that one day. I just knew it was like this instant download gut check. I was like, that will be me one day. Have no idea what I'm going to talk about. Um, didn't even, couldn't even tell you like, you know, I would be here where I am today. Had no idea. I just knew one day that was going to be me. And then about a year ago, I started to get this idea of, Ooh, I want to start speaking more. I want to start speaking more. I want to start sharing my gift more of speaking. I love to speak. I learn so much every time I, I give a talk and I want to come up with this really cool idea. I had no idea what the idea was. I just set the intention and then things started to spin, right? Things start to set in motion. And over time, I started to understand. I was like, oh, I really like, I want this to be such a unique idea that it could be a TED idea, a TEDx idea, an idea worth sharing. And it came to me over time. And it was that the um, energy and the energetics behind a white coat that a doctor or a nurse will wear in the medical profession. And what I started to formulate was, ooh, you know, energy and the energy of how this tangible thing can create such an impact that we can actually see with our human eye that we can't just feel, you know, you, you can feel the wind, but you can't see the wind. And so I wanted to bring what could I apply so that you can actually see it. So white coat syndrome, it's using the example of white coat syndrome and how the white coat has the ability to alter a person's vital signs where it increases blood pressure. It's known commonly to increase blood pressure and heart rate, which then can lead to a misdiagnosis, which is detrimental to the patient. But what I did in some of my further research was that the white coat can actually also act as a calming effect to a patient primarily in emergency situations, but it has the power to promote a calming effect. And what I have begun to see in my own experience of seeing this countless times in the hospital and witnessing this is that it all depends on how we wear the white coat. It's the choice we make and the intention that we have behind wearing the white coat. The white coat is a powerful symbol. It can be worn with force, control, and authority, or it can be worn as a really impactful symbol of compassion, strength, and responsibility. And the choice is up to us as medical professionals. But what I've discovered is that 
it is not limited to just medical teams, that everyone in this world wears an invisible white coat. And this proverbial white coat gives you the power you need to make difficult decisions, to move forward in your life. And that when you make those difficult decisions in alignment with who you are, your core values, what matters to you, not only are you impacting your life, but you're impacting so many more people around you too, more than you can even imagine. And I open it with an open with a personal story and I close it with a personal story to drive that point home, which I won't give it away because <laughs> you'll just have to tune in. But what it is, is the importance of knowing that we are empowered, that we are the authors. We are the co-creators in our life. We can rewrite our story and edit it and draft it and redraft it as many times as we want to and need to. And then through telling me that, we started talking about my clients and situations where people are intimidated by the white coat, where people might not be able to speak up without someone like me in their corner. Um, And and then, you know, June 1st of this year, I had my injections for my back. Mm -hmm. It's it's the only time I can tell you that I was unhappy with nurses. Mm -hmm. I've had doctors with maybe not so great bedside manners, but I've always said nurses do the work for the doctors. Nurses care more. But these nurses didn't even notice that I was there. I was, I was pretty upset leaving. Yeah. Um, and in this world we're living in right now, post COVID, with so much anxiety, the power of the white coat and the 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 significance that I work with my clients on being able to ask for help, the importance mm-hmm. of saying, can I have someone in the room with me? Can I make a phone call because of the power that people have? We just trust doctors and nurses. Mm -hmm. We believe what you tell us. And if it is a misdiagnosis, yeah, you know, there are so many people who will leave and come to me and say, you know, I don't think this is right, but I didn't know what to do or say. And I'm calling back and doing so much work, what can we do when it isn't someone compassionate? What do we do when we don't feel like we're being heard? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's, it's so important. And, and unfortunately, Samantha, you're right. These instances do occur. And I have seen and I've witnessed these instances too. And although I wish I could take a magic wand and just be like, hey, here we go. No one is ever going to respond this way in the medical team and the medical field ever again. We are dealing with different personalities and people from all walks of life and backgrounds. And, you know, that just adds to the mix. And so my biggest thing is the a first of all, why the work that I do is so important is empowering people. It's that's my main goal is to empower people that, you know, we do have, you know, experts and, and people we look to as the go-to for resources and, and, and wisdom and knowledge. But overall, the biggest thing I like to share with my clients, my listeners, my viewers is that 
we can take all of that in and still have the capacity to understand and realize that we are the gurus of our own lives. We really are. And it is hard and it is difficult, especially in the times when you might be having one doctor or a couple doctors or a couple nurses that are saying, no, 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 you need to do this, this, and this. And I've had that happen with patients where it's like, but they just don't understand. They just don't understand. And I really respect those patients and those people who are like, no, you really need to hear what I have to say right now. I don't feel heard. I don't feel understood. And the thing is, is you, first of all, to start off with anyone who's in the hospital or dealing with something, a health condition, and it was in and out of doctor's visits, you have the power to speak up. I, as a nurse, I want to advocate for you right now and say, you have the power to speak up. Yes, the doctor or the nurse might be considered the expert or the go-to, but ultimately you are the expert of your own body as well. Okay. And you have an intuition for a reason. You have a brain for a reason. And I don't mean that in like a, in a patronizing way. You have a mind for a reason and you have the ability to think critically while using your intuition. And that's so important. And that is one of the most powerful tools, one of the most powerful tools that will serve us throughout life. If we can come with that understanding that you are an empowered human being. And you have the right to be treated with dignity and respect and compassion. And you have the right, just like anyone, anyone in the world has a right to be heard, seen, understood, and respected. You don't have to agree, but at least be heard and acknowledged, right? We are, That's a basic human right. Is there opinion. someone you would recommend that they ask for, right? Like, you know, I... Yeah, I love that I question. have no shame. I'm going to no. say, get me the charge nurse now, exactly. right? Yes. Period. The end. Yes. But for the people who are not big and bold and, yeah. and are very, you know, very nervous about stepping on toes, what mm -hmm. can they say and, and who do they ask for? I love that you had that specific question and you did exactly the right thing. I would say is if you're not vibing with the doctor or the nurse, ask for the church nurse right away. And it's okay to be nervous. Okay. Like we as nurses, those nurse charge nurses are leaders. Okay. And if you're still, and it's very, I have never seen a charge nurse that has not listened to a patient when it's been escalated like that. But in the event that it does, you keep arcing up. Okay. Keep arcing up, ask for the hospital supervisor, <laughs> ask for the hospital supervisor, ask to speak to someone in administration and it is okay for you to be nervous, okay? And leaders will understand that. Leaders can have the ability to empathize and provide the compassion that you are going through a stressful situation right now, okay? The right leaders will understand that. So it is okay for you to be nervous. You can even say it. I'm really nervous right now, but I feel really strongly about this. I feel very strongly that I am not getting the care that I, that I deserve right now. And here's the reason why. And you can deliver it in that tone right there. And the right leaders will understand and they will do the right thing. They will do the right thing. And if not, come to me, okay? And I'll help you out. I'll give you more tips and feedback. 100%. 100%. But and I cheer my clients on when they come to me. You know, they leave, they come to me, we talk about it, and we go back and do it mm -hmm. together. But sometimes time is lost. They can yeah. be worse, right? When you are there, 
and and you have the opportunity to be taken care of at that moment, you can just politely say, can I please speak to? You don't have to tell the person you're not vibing with why. You don't have to get into a conflict or a conversation with the person right there. Um, mm -hmm. You can say it's a billing issue. I don't care what you tell them. <laughs> um, mm -hmm. But I've had people have their symptoms escalate. You know, I've had people wait. Time is wasted. So um, that's the they can call me from the bathroom. They can do whatever they want. But going mm -hmm. home and losing that time often makes yes. them suffer more. Yes. So I, I'm really happy you are mentioning this too, because something I don't think, at least within the system that I work in, which is, an, I, I can really, I love the system I'm working with. Um, I think they're amazing and they really do a wonderful job of not only taking care of their patients, but their employees too. But there's something to, um, that I don't think enough patients understand or are aware of, and it's called an emergency response system or an, or a, we call it a medical response or a rapid response team. And in our, I've seen it in some of the, I think it's in all the patient rooms where it actually mentions, Hey, by the way, there is this, there's this team called the rapid response team that if you ever have a question or a patient's visitor ever has a question or a concern that you have full right to call this number and call almost like, hey, I need to get extra hands on board. Now, I would say this is like, this is if like there you were in dire straits because uh, any, any nurse is going to notice right away when they're concerned. Any nurse who's very well informed and has the strong critical thinking skills and has the knowledge base to be like, this is not right. Uh, but I want to also add that because that's really important. They've done studies of how critical that is for patients and their family members and visitors to know that you have this backed up resource and that you're never going to be, you know, it's never going to be something where it's punitive or condescending for you to call this number to say, Hey, I just had a concern right now. So that would be, you know, the ultimate arcing up of if, if it's, you know, symptoms are worsening, patient is not breathing, things like that, where it's a concern of matter of life or death, there is that resource available to patients. And that's not something that is, I think, really well known um, across the community and across, yeah. So medical response team, rapid response team. Yeah, I'll leave it at that. What else should people know? Who, people who, I think people who are assertive, mm -hmm. Even if they don't know, they will speak up. Mm -hmm. it, you know, being too polite mm -hmm. in these situations is a detriment. A hundred percent. Yes. I think what people should know is come, come, come in with eyes wide open with anything in life. I think it's important to feel and be prepared. I think it's important to have someone, maybe you call a friend or a couple friends and ask them, Hey, I'm going to, I'm going to be in the hospital for a few days. Can you come in and visit? Or can, if something, if I have a question or the doctor comes in and I'm, I'm stressed and I'm not fully understanding what they're saying. Can you, can I call you and put you on speaker so that uh, you can listen in on the conversation and ask questions? I think as being as prepared as you possibly can is going to set you up for success. Being prepared, remember? So again, back to money, be prepared. 
and also come from a place of not fearful though. There is a difference. Okay. So be prepared and also know that it is safe for you to trust your medical professionals, the medical professionals. But if there is a personality conflict, which sometimes there is, and it is rare that I see it, but when it does happen, know that you're empowered to arc up. And just like with anything, I would say delivery is, is the best way, right? Anytime we are faced with a uncomfortable conversation or situation, the delivery in which that we handle that is far more impactful, far more impactful. And this is true, right? When we're in a high stakes conversation in a boardroom, if we let our emotions completely fly off the handle, we're not going to make the best and biggest impact now. And then, right. And knowing that you kind of have these, like kind of this picture or this idea, and you may not have it all mapped out, but okay. In the event that my friend has symptoms and I might be in a place where I'm not at all feeling heard, which I I can't even, I would say this is not even going to happen. Like I would, this is like, this is something that I've never experienced before because everyone that I have worked with has been such a professional in, in the event that it has been arced up, that person has been such a professional and has handled it really beautifully. But in the event that, you know, God forbid something terrible happens, you have the medical response team, you have the rapid response team. And that could be something that you just mentioned, you know, when you're being admitted into your room is to have your friend or yourself ask, Hey, I've heard of this thing. And I know that patients can call it and God forbid, I don't plan on calling it. And I hope I don't ever, but could you just let me know a little bit more about that? You know, and coming from a place of curiosity, right? Again, it's all in how our energy is behind it, our intention behind it. Coming in to be an advocate for yourself is amazing. Coming in, guns blazing, being like, this is going to be a shit show. And I'm going to, we have to understand the lens in which you're viewing and operating from, right? Yeah. And I love that you said having a friend, having the questions. I always do that. We we always have questions written because even if you are well prepared, you know, in the heat of the moment, anyone can forget an important, relevant. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. And know too, that aren't, that's what nurses are for too, is to ask, you can even ask the nurse, Hey, I didn't understand this. Can you either come and sit in the rounds or if they're too busy in the morning, then the doctors are typically doing their rounds in the morning. Can you um, touch base with the doctor when you have a moment or, you know, or ask, or can I, can you come back in when you're done with passing your morning meds and explain to me a little bit about this? Cause I'm not fully understanding it. That is a nurse's responsibility. Part of their scope of practice is to explain some more of those higher level things and procedures and make it so that it's easily understood and easy to digest. I love that. That's that's a big that's a big piece of nursing is the education. Well, let's hear about your book. That's another piece of your bio that we haven't covered. Yeah. So the book is titled Brave Women Stand, and it was co-authored a year, almost a year ago, uh, by fourteen other amazing courageous, powerful women. 
And together we all decided let's create a text or something tangible to start inspiring and getting the message out more and more. So these are all stories and accounts, personal true life accounts of us being faced with something in the face of adversity and how we rose above, how we chose to dive and dig in, dig deep inside of ourselves to come out with courageous hearts, open hearts too, and move forward, the move through and navigate through the difficult situations and life experiences that could have so easily brought us down, but rather we chose to rise up and to learn from them. So anyone who needs any sort of inspiration, it's like a chicken soup for the soul. <laughs> Go ahead on Amazon. It's Brave Women Stand. And it was such a beautiful co-creative process with these women. I love that. That's how my books are as well. Um, what? Where can people connect with you? Yeah. So you can connect. You can connect. I'm, words are hard today for some reason. <laughs> So I'm on Instagram on all the social medias. It's I am Jen Adamson, J-E-N-N. And that's on Instagram. You can also find me on Facebook. I have a website as well, which is jenadamson.com. It's Jen with two N's. Yeah. Reach out. Anytime you have questions, I get lots of people coming in my DMs and asking me manifesting questions, mindset questions. And that's what I'm here for. I'm here to serve. So don't ever hesitate to reach out. I love What do you have coming up? What what programs, what things are going on? Yeah. So other than the, te the TED Talk right now, I'm in the middle in the process of launching a group member my group membership and opening the doors to that. So anyone who's interested in learning a little bit more, you can reach out to me. This is a very high vibe energetic container of women. Uh, who are looking to really start wiring themselves to success, that no limitation is on the table, any possibility is available. And I have women who <laughs> are making $25,000 or getting $25,000 pay increases, quantum leaps, women who are moving across the country after years of wanting to move and finding their dream homes, their, their dream apartments, women who are starting their own businesses, women who are in beautiful relationships with people who they just a few few months ago and years ago would have never imagined that their lives would be where they are right now. It's just, it is as a coach, that is one of the most gratifying things to see is to see the transformations of my clients and seeing them come to me and say, I never thought this was possible. And I love that you mentioned having a coach. Yes. I love, you know, that some people think that the journey ends once we reach a certain point. And I think the journey never ends. We all can continue growing. So talk a little bit about why that's important to you. Yeah. So growth, if you're not growing, you're, di you're dying. <laughs> it's true. Look at any living thing in life and it's either growing or it's dead. And I don't, you know, I know that seems really intense, but it's true. And the most disempowering thing that we can do is tell ourselves that we are out of options and possibilities because we've reached a certain age in our lives. 
I've recreated myself many times over and I feel like I'm just only beginning and I'm almost 40 years old. So it is never too late. It is never the wrong moment. It's never, uh, and the biggest thing is, is telling yourself what, what allowing either the circumstances that are currently presently on your plate, are you allowing those to bring you down and diminish your power? Or are you using this as fuel and fire to launch you into your quantum, your quantum leap, your next transformation? Yeah. Anything we're forgetting? Anything I haven't asked you about? Oh, I love all the questions. If any, I know we kicked it off with money. So I would love to invite your listeners and viewers that if you are struggling with your money stories and you really want to learn what it, what it takes to embody a millionaire mindset, you can, I have a free bundle and it is a workbook and an audio The audio is designed to regulate your nervous system so that you start somatically feeling comfortable with receiving greater and greater amounts of money and abundance because we have to regulate our nervous system. It's one of the most important aspects to healing and transformation. And then the workbook is a series of questions and a self-assessment to really start diving deep into the neuroscience and the mindset work of how we can start creating more empowering stories. So that link is jenadamson.com and then it's slash financial flow. And if you can reach out here and wherever you're viewing too, and I'd be happy to send the link. Yeah. And I'll put that in here in the comments, in the show notes. If you're driving, don't pull over. Don't, don't, <laughs> don't crash. <laughs> yes. Don't do that. And don't listen to the audio while you're driving. I just got um, a, one of the, one of the most recent uh, ladies who just joined my group said it was so soothing. And I have to remind myself to listen to it at night, which is actually just a quick little manifestation tip. One of the best times to listen to those kinds of things, because it's right before our, our subconscious mind goes into our sleep. And that's when we can create new, deeper, empowering beliefs that can be integrated into the subconscious. I love that you said that because so many people are are so much is done in the morning. There are so many morning meditation rituals that I think there's a popular belief that that's when it's supposed to be done. So Mm -hmm. thanks for pointing that out. Of course. Of course. I'm a big, a big advocate of whatever aligns and fits right. Right. So, but you're right. There is a lot of focus on the morning. And um, I think that, Hey, listen, if you don't have time at night and you don't have time in the morning, if you're doing in the afternoon at noon, great. Great. Do that. Now, what if, what if people are nappers? Mm -hmm. Like if somebody does, is that a a good time to also listen? Oh my gosh. Absolutely. Anytime we're going into a deep sleep state, our subconscious mind starts to open and and activate. So a hundred percent. So if you're a big napper, I am too myself. I need my naps from time to time. Absolutely. It's a wonderful way. Thank you so much for taking time. And you do work with people virtually. We're neighbors. We haven't met yet. We're getting together soon, but we're both in Windsor, Colorado, but you do work with people anywhere, correct? Yes. In person and virtual. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, 
I'm so grateful you made time. Thanks for bearing with me in my sleep deprivation. Um, Jen Adamson, I'll put all the links in the comments. Thank you everyone for being a part of this community. And until next time, always be ruthless. Bye. Thank you, Samantha. Thanks so much for listening today. Your support means everything to me, truly. If this podcast resonates with you, please do me a favor and join in the Ruthless Movement by making some noise and doing one of these four things. Subscribe so you don't miss an episode. Tell a friend so we can break stigmas even faster. Leave a review so people can see what you think of the show. And last, if you want to learn more about me and be a part of the Grief Hub community, please head on over to the Facebook group. We'd love to have you. Thanks again for spending your time with us and see you next week. Thank you.